Hi, and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place that protects and explores what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like the caterpillar, who carries its butterfly blueprint in its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis and then melts into liquid before it transforms, we too have an inner knowing that can tell us how to make our wings. And here's your host, life coach and consultant, Lori Sauce who goes most commonly by her nickname, Sauce. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I hope you are well, and I'm sending you so much care and blessings, and as always, hope that whatever you need in these days and in these moments, that it will find you, and that your life will be marked by much loveliness. Today, I have Allison Scott back. She is continuing our episode from last week, where she started to really share her insights and her experience caring for her partner, Doug, who recently had a stem cell transplant. And so the topic is looking after yourself or making sure you take care of yourself when you're caretaking someone else. And this follow-up to that episode is really moving. And it touches into the purity of the human spirit and what it means to love and live and what really means the most. And so I'll keep this introduction short. I do think that it would be helpful to hear last week's episode if you missed it, because we just continue straight from there. And if this is your first time meeting Allie, she is a recurring co-host on this podcast. She is a health coach. She's a longtime friend. She's beloved everywhere she goes, and she keeps it real. She's so relatable. So, um, yeah, I'm just so grateful to have her on the podcast again. As you listen to the episode today, I would invite you to just think about when and where are you looking after other people? And that could be in a medical sense, like Ali's sharing about today or really could come in a lot of other forms too. So the question is, are you feeling in balance as you give an offer to someone else? Are you also making sure that you're being cared for and that you're taking the needed time and resource to nurture your mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional health. So here's my conversation with Allie. Hey everyone, I'm back with Allie Scott. Hey everybody. Allie, thank you so much for last week. If you missed last week's episode, Allie talked about caring for yourself when you're caretaking someone. So in continuing from there, what other insights do you have for people who are caretaking someone or who might be a caretaker in the future. Yeah. So last week we talked about taking time for yourself. And the other thing that I think is really important when you're going through something like this is don't go it alone. You really need support. And it, it's just so helpful. I, I was lucky enough when I explained that we were up in Seattle for this stem cell transplant for my husband. We were up there for several months. And I was lucky enough to have lived there 
uh, for 27 years. So I had a, I had a huge network in Seattle, but you know, I also had my network around the country as well, my family and friends and whatnot, and my friends in San Diego. So um, it was wonderful to have that network to rely on. I had people reaching out to me and you know, asking me, how are you? Or, you know, how can we help? You know, that kind of thing. And that can be a little overwhelming. One of the things I did was create a blog on a site called Caring Bridge just to kind of keep everybody informed as to what was going on. That was helpful because it kind of kept everybody in the loop and I wasn't getting like a million texts like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you okay? Are you okay? So that was good. And then I did lean on family and friends. I mean, you reached out to me several times. It just means the world to you. You just feel like you're not alone. You just feel like you're going through this and you're not alone. Um, I had several friends in Seattle reach out to me. People drop off food for me. You just you just feel like it, you're going to make it. My sister called me every day. That was wonderful. We could just chat for 15 minutes and I could vent or I could cry or I could... Um, laugh or whatever you know it's just something that just felt like i wasn't alone in this and um one of our friends commented uh, which i i i found very sweet but he commented wow you have some really nice friends because he was reading the comments in our caring bridge site oh. and he's like wow you have some really lovely friends and i thought eh, we, we do i felt i felt very rich and blessed in friendships going through this process i guess you kind of learn that when you go through something like this I had a couple of friends that were just kind of ride or die. They were there for me the whole time. And um, on the day we got back to uh, San Diego, we drove. We had to drive because we he's he's very immune compromised, so he has to have all his childhood vaccines taken over again. So it's you can't fly right now. He has to be in you know kind of isolated situations. So we drove. And we drove back from Seattle. And on the day we got back, I pulled into the driveway, and my two very best friends. We're decorating my house with welcome home, um, Doug oh, two point, they call it Doug 2.0. And, um, oh. and um, I just burst into tears. I, I couldn't believe it. They'd brought me food. They'd brought me balloons and all kinds of things to celebrate being home. So it was pretty, I'm getting the chills talking about it. <laughs> um, it was, it was pretty too. fantastic. Pretty fantastic. So don't go it alone. Do not go it alone because it's, it's too hard to do that. I know you had your sister when you went through with your parents. It makes a difference when you're going through something like that. Yeah, Ali, when you think about the situation, sometimes we are inclined to not ask for help. Do you right. have any suggestions as to how people can sort of move through that? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm the worst at that. I think my kids are bad at it because I was bad at it. So. <laughs> I used to yell at my kids like, oh, ask for help. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny uh, we think we're it, being a burden, it, but we're yeah, not really. Yeah, not at all. And and you know what I found? People really want to help. They want to do something. They feel so bad you're going through this. They want to do something to help. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, I had to have my sister-in-law come out and take care of Doug for two weeks so I could go to my son's graduation. And that felt like a huge ask. But I had, I mean, I couldn't not be there. We could not be there for my son's graduation. So mm -hmm. um, you just, you need to ask. And sometimes you need to make big asks. And sometimes they're just really small asks. But ask because like, think of it in a way of like, paying it forward. Like you're going to do for somebody, you know, we're all paying it forward, right? Somebody does for you, mm -hmm. you're going to do for somebody else. And, you know, it just down the road, it, it all evens out. But if you don't ask for help, people don't know how to help you. 
So you need to ask. It's hard. But sometimes it feels burdensome too. Like people, what can I do? What can I do? And that feels like a big thing too. Like, I don't know what to tell you to do. So some people just showed up for me and that that helped too. So if you're, you know, near someone who's going through it, maybe just think of some way you can just show up for them in an easy way, like bring them food or bring them a coffee or, you know, meet them, meet them in between a, a, an appointment for lunch or something, something just easy. It all helps because you just feel supported when people are doing for you. And um, it's hard for us to ask. I'm not good about it at all. I'm not good about asking. And I had to, I had to humble myself and go, I can't do this by myself. I need help. I mean, think of all the ways that you and Doug have helped people throughout your lives, you know, so you're paying it forward, but also you've have so many ways that you've shown up for other people. And I think in our society, in some ways, we've become so individualistic, which is so helpful, you know, no. um, but to have no. community and to have like a, a closest thing that we can to a village is so beautiful and wonderful. And as you said, people want to help like we have all this love that we want to give and so to be able to help is also just so wonderful for from that end of things it's a gift it's a yeah. gift you know you feel so good when you help somebody when they're going through something really hard and you can do something for them it feels it feels so good on the inside to be able to help people when they're going through something really rough and you know it's, you feel like it's such a small thing that you do for them but it's huge for the person you're doing it for so Yes, it's such an interesting thing that we have where we don't want to ask for help, but the people want to give help so much. And so to sort of move through that isolation, and I think that it helps in so many ways, but I really so love, I also love the, the nuance of not having you labor to have other people help you, you know, so that's an interesting and, and really helpful insight that I very much agree with because you don't have that kind of energy sometimes no. to arrange that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just was nice when people said, I had one, one friend, she's like, I'm just gonna, she worked at Starbucks, she's like, I'm gonna bring you some coffee. I said, okay. Um, <laughs> so she just showed up with coffee in hand. It was just very sweet. Right, oh, I love that. Yeah, it's so, um, I guess in, in some ways, sometimes people don't wanna intrude. So it's, I guess, communicating and really trying mm -hmm. to be clear on what's helpful. Right, right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and just to call back to your friends decorating your... Oh, my God. Oh. It was huge. It was huge. One of them, you know, was a, a long-time yeah, Kathleen, guessing, yeah, long-time yeah. friend, yeah. And then my best friend from high school. And um, oh. they've gotten to know each other over the years, being in weddings and all. And so they, right, they, right. they, they arranged it and did it together. And they were calling my son and, and uh, figuring out timing of when we were going to show oh. up in the driveway. <laughs> and so oh my God. it was just so, I still, I'm talking about it again, I get the chills again. So, I mean, it just was beyond, just beyond. Mm. Pretty great. Yeah. These are the moments in life that Marcus, we never yeah. forget these. I'll never love, forget it. You know? never forget it as long as I live. It was so lovely. And I, I can only imagine if Doug was here on the mic, like how he would feel about yeah. all of the ways you cared for him yeah. and everybody too. Yeah, he's been very, um, 
you know, giving me lots of praise, but, you know, he went through hell. So <laughs> I just, my heart goes out to him. He really went through a lot and he's still going through it, but he's doing better and better each day. So he says, he says, I really understand now why Fred Hutch requires a caretaker. He said, I never could have done this on my own, not in a million years. Yeah. It definitely deepened our relationship for each other, for sure. And that was that was kind of a serendipity that came out of of it all. You know, we 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 just have had a profound respect for one another these days. So that's good. Oh, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. We were together twenty four seven. I had a friend to reach out and go, "How'd you do that?" I said, <laughs> "I said, you know, it's different when they're sick. It's just different when they're sick. You're a lot more tolerant of their behavior." <laughs> when they're going through something but um yeah it definitely deepened our relationship which was pretty cool oh it's it's beyond beautiful what immense love and devotion you know yeah oh ali it's it's this is one of those that it's trickier to transition to anecdotal yeah, like this. I i'm gonna sit here you know maybe yeah. we'll do that maybe we can close this episode i feel yeah for um, sure yeah for sure. we'll end on that light note yeah, let's all just send our love to Ali and Doug and their oh, family. Yes. Where can people find you? You can find me at my website at allisonmscott.com. And you can find me on my um, social media at Instagram and Facebook at Lifestyle by Allison, Allison with one L. Love to talk to you. I'm a health coach and lifestyle coach and always taking on new clients. So, yes, definitely come through on Allie's social media and website. And um, if you're looking for a health coach, she is the best. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at Lori Sase or my website, laurisase.com. If you're interested in coaching, it's L-O-R-I-S-A-S-E. And thank you, Allie. Thanks, Sase. Love you. Love you too. And to you listening, we wish you health and so much love and community and the best week. Hope you have a great week. <laughs>